following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... The man you all fear, CJ Maffris, editor-in-chief at ToonamiFaithful.com. Hello, everybody. I'm back. It's, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a minute since you've been on one of the podcasts, I think. It has been. I've been on more Demon Slayer podcasts than I've been on Toonami Faithful podcasts. Well, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I look at it this way where it's just like, you caught me at a good time considering uh, how you got me here in the first place, which is always a pleasure. Always, always. So, yeah, let's let's get into the block, the Toonami Faithful block, because there is a ton of stuff we have to get through. And I don't mean that in like, oh, we have to get through it like quickly. It's just there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, and... Uh... A little behind the scenes, this is literally the third time that I'm trying to do a news bump. The first one didn't turn out too well. The second one, Paul sounded like he was demanding a ransom. Which he <laughs> probably was, knowing him, so... Yeah, you, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> but this time, it's me and CJ talking about uh, all the things going on with Toonami and a little bit about the rest of the world. So... I believe this is the first time on the podcast that this is being mentioned, but there is a global pandemic going on right now. What? Yeah, yeah. And it's affecting all of our lives, and it's affecting the productions of many shows, both in Japan and over here, along with, I would assume, the rest of the world. But uh, as far as Toonami goes, uh, a while back, Jason was answering a question about this on Twitter and essentially said that yes, there will be some interruptions. They'll do stuff like uh, do uh, special showings of classic shows, some extra marathons. They've shortened the block just a little bit to try and avoid any additional hangups because, you know, less space, less concerns. And uh, they flat out said that there probably will be some shows that they're going to have trouble getting episodes delivered on time. So that okay, could come up. On to that point, to add on to that point, too, they said that on a recent uh, Toonami pre-flight episode that the way for them to get shows uh, that they normally do is, is just isn't as feasible as it once was, obviously, with everything going on. So. The way for them to acquire shows has to change a little bit, which is why. Not necessarily based on, you know, the dubbing production slowdown that we're all kind of facing, uh, but uh, apparently even acquiring the shows are a little different now, too. I don't know what that would entail, but it's different, apparently. Nobody's signing papers in person, that's for sure. No, you can't have my pen. That's my pen. And no, no shaking hands, either. But that's just rude. What are we supposed to do? I, I don't know, man. So, uh, f- funny they mention marathons and classic shows airing, because the first thing they did to buy a little time was do a marathon of DBZ Kai. That happened uh, about oh, two weeks ago at this point. And then they got back to the regular schedule, and they shaved off one time slot. So nothing much changed. Just My Hero Academia moved to midnight. And the rest of the schedule was uh, as it was, minus Sword Art. So we got... And so was anything of value really lost? Oof. <laughs> I'm back. Whew. And to be fair, you want to know something funny? I actually don't mind Sword Art Online. I just like memeing. I mean, that's fair. Hey, I know some great people have worked on it, so trust me, I give them all the respect of the world, and there's some honestly great parts with it. I just like to mean to make people feel bad. It's funny. 
It's like the internet. <laughs> true that. True that. So we've already got the marathon thing covered, and now they did mention classic shows, and you might have thought, hmm, well, they're running DBZ Kai, so maybe that's what they mean by a classic show, but oh no. No, they got a special treat for us. Mm-hmm. They have reacquired the rights to Satoshi Kon's masterpiece, Paranoia Agent. Ooh, I'm excited because I actually have never seen it. You know, that's understandable because it's been kind of AWOL for a while. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It wasn't until February when Funimation announced that they acquired the exclusive streaming rights as well as the home media rights for it. So that was back in February. Adult Swim probably was like, uh, ooh, we know that company. We know that show. See, I gotta believe that they really wanted to replay this show because Uh they got it as soon as they could. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's funny, too, because not only did uh, kind of see this coming, but a lot of people kind of, not a lot, but a lot of people that I follow were kind of like, oh, you know, classics, Paranoia Agent would be perfect. I kept seeing that over and over. I was like, ooh, I I think it's going to happen. Like, I wasn't obviously going to, like, put my own thoughts on that, but it's just like... I could see it. I could easily see it and, and look where we are now. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, honestly, when people were kind of spitballing with that one, even before there was a concern of not being able to get shows, people were just like, oh, Paranoia Agent got relicensed. They could play that on Toonami. I, I honestly just was not thinking that they cared that much about it because I really underestimated how much they wanted to replay that show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think the weirdest thing, too, is like, well, since there's an, uh, an issue with getting, you know, shows over to Adult Swim for programming to be able to play, how are they going to get this? Are they just going to get, like, an old bootleg DVD and just be like, all right, rip, put it in kind of thing. Like, I'm, I'm very interested in how all this will really work, just considering um, how, you know, we have to be kind of cautious of who we interact with on a simple fact that we don't want to catch the recent uh, coronavirus and, you know, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic kind of thing. So it's interesting to see how they got all the shows unless they already had some of the masters or whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe well, Sketch could dig I, in there a little bit more. They did show the promo, and I would not figure that it's the old tapes. It doesn't look like the old tapes to me, but uh, it does look like a, an upscale. So I'm not entirely sure, but, I mean, they're still getting new episodes of shows. Like, they're getting the in-quarantine, in-home dubbed episode of My Hero Academia, which, by the way, is kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really amazing in a lot of ways, but it's just kind of amazing that Toonami's getting that immediately. There's yeah, no I know. there's I, no delay. I thought, it would be, I thought there would be a delay. Not only that, you guys need to be nicer to Funimation with all the work that their crew is doing to get these episodes out. They know how important My Hero Academia is to fans and how much they love it. And we need distractions. Like, in a time where a lot of things are on hold and a lot of people get bored, some, we are craving new content. Freaking ESPN bumped up their Michael Jordan documentary, 10-part documentary, knowing how content-crazed the population has been due to this pandemic. So you need to be nicer to Funimation for the work, effort, and money the loads of money spent to make these in-house studios like for real this is an, this is amazing that, that that that's even happening and the fact is five definitely 10 years ago there's no way that this no no way everything just like, would have stopped yeah we wouldn't be getting any dubs especially like you remember when people were like oh we have to wait two weeks after the first episode aired in japan for us to get a dub like, remember when that was an issue? It's like, do you do you not realize how this used to work? We'd have to wait six months. Or longer. Much yeah. longer. Six months was a good turnaround. Yeah. We're talking a year, two years, longer than that. Yeah. So, like, the fact that this is even happening for that show speaks volumes to how much that Funimation and their crew cares about the product. And I have a feeling that if it sounded like shit, they wouldn't give it. 
they wouldn't give it. I have I, I solely believe they would not do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's no way it would make it to broadcast if they didn't think it was up to snuff. Not yeah, happening. That's, that's amazing. Like so, props, mad props to the engineers, just making miracles happen. Right, those are the real heroes right now. And like, I mean, Funimation's already in the good graces because it's uh, going to be dubbing uh, Love Is War. So y- you have more reasons to love them. Oh yeah, way to announce that after Anaplex is like, here's the home video release with no dub. <laughs> See, this is why I don't buy sub only anime. I don't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it for my romantic team comedy snafu, and look at where I'm at now. I have a dub. I didn't do it for two love rue. Look at where I'm at now. I got a dub of that only. Didn't have to double dip or anything. So if you bought those, that's on you. You should be thanking people for buying those because if they hadn't, you wouldn't have gotten a dub. <laughs> Probably not. So I bought Golden Time. I did my part. <laughs> Where's my Shirobako dub? <laughs> no. No. Yes, we we need this. I need a Shiro Bako dub. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, sidebar. So, <clears throat> Paranoia Agent. Yeah, that's... I, I'm really excited that it's coming back. You it hasn't been it. on or Adult Swim in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, you saw it like it's first run on Yeah, I did. Swim. I did see it. And okay. boy, that was a, a trip. <laughs> I think I'd so understand what, it better now, but I, I definitely enjoyed it the first time I saw it. So what you're telling me is you do not want to be drunk or high when watching this. That, that, that is that highly either. not recommended. <laughs> and not, I, I actually don't do either, so you, I don't uh, do you might see You might see things. <laughs> oh, no. Lose a little sense of reality if you... I mean... The imagery is is not that over the top for the most part. There's certainly moments that is, but yeah, no. <laughs> don't 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 be doing no drugs. <laughs> Watching Paranoia Agent. That I also have to say the funniest the funniest thing that Sketch pointed out during the pre flight episode, where it's like, oh, Toonami's just picking favorites of old shows. They like and they're like, yeah. Yeah, it's our block. We can do what we want. (laughs) You know what I say to that? You know what I say to that, people? That if you're dissatisfied with Toonami playing favorites, then make your own anime block and see how easy it is for you to air the shows that you want. (laughs) You know... You know, I was I was wondering if after my uh, place of employment lost affiliation with NBC, if like, who could we grab some anime to play for the masses? Nope, 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 nope. Well, I mean, that so stuff's strategy. still pretty darn expensive. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mister Dink. <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, no, somebody was posing the question of like nine different Nicktoons and which ones needed to still exist and the others would no longer exist. I'm like, oh man, this is tough. I mean, I gotta have Doug because Mr. Dink. <laughs> I, yeah. If I can't reference Mr. Dink, who am I? It's a very, very I'm not point. very expensive, that's for sure. <laughs> sketch would lose a part of himself. I don't think we're ready for that that, that timeline of Sketch. No. No, we don't want that. It's, it's no good. But, uh, yeah. So, Sword Art recently wrapped up, and Toonami chopped off a half hour. Honestly, it's not that big a deal. It's going to be okay. It is unfortunate that they're losing 11.30 in particular, but here's a little secret that you may not realize. Toonami tends to do better around midnight. Oh, just, actually, just, I had no idea. Just how it I'm, not even, I'm not even memeing. And it has more to do with the fact that Family Guy's later and more people watch Family Guy, but, you know. Hey, they love their fat man. That they do. And I, there's I nothing wrong with that. that. I still wish we could have had a King of the Hill lead-in, because I fucking love that show. <laughs> I guess that never actually happened. They always kind of put King of the Hill at the front like at 8 p.m. and then they would play uh well there was that time where i swear dragon ball 
Kai and King of the Hill were back to back. I'll tell you what, that was quite an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm only teasing, but like, no, I had no idea that Tanami seems to do better at midnight or later kind of thing. I just, it, I always thought it was relative. more about the show. Because, like, if you put a new episode of Dragon Ball Super on, I feel like that's going to do better wherever you put it. Well, yes, of course. Different shows but, will do better regardless. Put that but at 3.30 in the morning. It, it has know, more to do with uh, just the correlation of things, less competition. Though, frankly, right now there's less competition than ever. There is no competition. <laughs> there ain't no sports, that's for sure. No it's sports. So it's so weird. And SNL's doing things like... All recorded, pre all pre recorded shorts things. So it isn't Saturday Night Live. It's Saturday night. Yeah, just Saturday night. Just Saturday night. I don't even know Saturday if they're going to keep doing night. those. A lot of talk show hosts are doing like from their homes, which is interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> this is Kent Brockman reporting from my home. <laughs> the Simpsons did it first. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's some very interesting times, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't want to make light of the situation. I mean, this is affecting all of our lives in unpleasant ways, but we're going to make it through this. So I for the time hope. being, oh, we need a lot of patience, a lot of care. And love. You know, take care of yourself, get plenty of sleep, do well to keep up your immune system, and... Don't go out if you don't have to. I sadly have to. Yeah, we both do. Yep, we're both essential workers. Yeah, I'm feeling real essential right about now. <laughs> so, so do your part to keep to keep not only yourself safe but us, but us and everyone, too. but mostly us. Don't put those words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You can say that if you want to, but I nah. Okay. <clears throat> nah, no thanks. Nah, not happening. So, so even along with that, uh, Toonami Preflight's doing things via Zoom. <laughs> I'd never yeah, heard of Zoom cool. before all of this. <laughs> I I only recently started to because we did a news story about some like Zoom meetings that went horribly wrong, and oh. I mean like not even like funny horribly wrong like oh god horribly wrong that we reported on and like apparently zoom is quite easy to hack yeah i've been learning so uh but i did learn about it a little bit before it was really getting popular through a friend of mine who also does uh voice acting stuff and like what they are kind of doing with meetings and pitches and whatnot so i was like oh i'll have to keep that in the mental notes to be kind of keeping that in mind for future projects and whatnot yeah so it's a useful tool, but be wary of some things. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was certainly interesting to tune into the pre-flight on Saturday, which is now finally right before Toonami. How about that? It is Toonami yeah, pre-flight like for real. <laughs> and, I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, I can, I can dig it. Certainly makes it, sense. It certainly was interesting to not have, like, any of the production elements. It's just Jason and Gil. In individual windows, voice chatting. <laughs> and it, it was a like Q and A, so they were like reading off uh, comments and stuff. And as it was a Q and A, we should touch on a few things regarding that. Yep. Biggest thing is obviously with the block getting several cuts this year, there is a bit of concern among the viewers and Jason just wanted to assure everybody the six original productions that they have going on are going to last until at least 2023. I don't know about you, but more than 10 years is a darn good run. <laughs> that was, that was a huge pog champ for me when I heard that, you know, it's just like, I, I never really like worried about those kind of things because I don't have a sacred cow in a sense of, I don't worship something to where I'm obsessive over it. Uh, any show, like you can take, you know, Black Clover and My Hero Academia and turn and give me a My Hero Academia Go or Roar or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. That stuff doesn't bug me. And so, like, the longevity of Toonami doesn't really like 
weigh on me like it used to because, first of all, it's been around for so effing long already with this revival. They repeatedly have said how uh, Adult Swim values the block and find it super important. So I don't think that's just going to obviously all of a sudden turn into mush in like two months. You know what I mean? So, um, no. but it's it's always good, you know, to reassure just because um, you know as fans. They don't know. And like I say, like Jason and Gil are so um, open. You know, they they tell fans a ton of stuff. And sometimes I feel like, like they shouldn't say anything at all, really. But, you know, they're pretty, you know, open about stuff when it comes to, you know, the longevity and things lasting. And uh, Gil was pretty funny where it's just like, man, people seem to keep worrying about it. It's like, I, apparently I'm not doing my job well enough, <laughs> which I thought was rather funny. Well, they brought up the fact that people have like these long lasting scars of the first time the block was canceled but i gotta say once again look the warning signs were there (laughs) and they were way way more warning sign looking (laughs) yeah so So, don't don't worry about it 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 was nice that they could put it like a set not necessarily a set date but a date you you know yeah just a general idea of that help what it's more along the lines of these are what our plans are up to and for the record that certainly changed i think uh i think they mentioned are you still there maybe (laughs) okay because skype is doing the swirly thing (laughs) okay oh no not the swirlies yeah, but it, it should be fine. I didn't hear you audibly drop out or anything, so... Um. No, I had to mute myself because I had to unplug something. I didn't want the, the noise, potentially. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So the last time that they kind of talked about where their plans were leading to, I'm pretty sure they said, like, 2021, 2022, maybe. I thought so, it was you know, it's, but yeah. it's, it's pushing out there. Also, if you do the math, that means more than one original production a year. Oh, I didn't know math. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I mean, as it stands, <laughs> uh, while he did mention, um, not during that pre-flight per se, but on Twitter at some point he mentioned that uh, Uzumaki and Blade Runner are going smoothly. The production is going smoothly, despite all that's happening around the world. So, Uzumaki is still probably airing sometime this year. Uh, Blade Runner, I did not expect to air this year regardless, so... Probably sometime next year. One can dream, yeah. One, One can dream. But, I mean, he's saying that, but I'm looking at the anime industry and how productions are going right now, and shows are dropping right and left so I know. it's which, gonna be okay sucks, but things just are just like, getting I, delayed it doesn't yeah. mean they're not gonna happen just and it, please patience i know it's just like i see like people on twitter's like there's not like there's no hope for the world i can't see my anime it's just like would you rather them continue working and then theoretically get sick and uh quite possibly die like what wh- what do you want them to do I, like even I'm confused. I'm like, no, like take all the breaks you need. Like it's cool. And then there's sounds like, oh, where's my show? And I'm just like, well, so you want them to perish? Like what? I'm so confused. Please value people's lives more than your cartoons. <laughs> just, I'm just. I, it's like, that like, I'm simple. Confused. Uh, I mean, don't try to understand people like that. <laughs> They're pathological. <laughs> Uh, or at least way too concerned with their own problems and not with the rest of the world yeah yeah so despite some obvious cutbacks and some concerns with being able to get episodes and shows to fill time slots Toonami is gonna keep on trucking and gonna keep doing their best to provide entertaining content for us, we talked to um, their newest editor, George Banks, a couple of days ago from when we were recording this, and he was mentioning how they've actually had a lot of work from home 
just churning out new intersiduals, new music videos, that sort of thing, just to keep things interesting. And I think they're going to keep on chugging with that sort of thing because they have the opportunity. And we'll see what interesting things come of it. Um, If you haven't seen Paranoia Agent, you should definitely tune in. It is an amazing show that I cannot recommend highly enough. Okay, since you since you recommend it, then I have to watch. Now but I will say, it. it's not really an action show. It's a serial suspense drama, and it is very suspenseful. So in that respect, there is some actiony elements, but don't. It's gonna stick out a lot. <laughs> like coolie coolie stick out kind of thing. Even more so. Oh, interesting. Like I said, I'm going in this blind, so I'm actually very, very excited to check it out. Like, (laughs) it's going to be a bit polarizing going from uh, Demon Slayer to that to Black Clover. (laughs) It's going to be... I hope that whatever replaces Demon Slayer, which should be coming up fairly soon, kind of bridges the gap between My Hero and uh, Paranoia Agent can't really do anything about uh, the back end there because those shows are in place you so. know considering they're looking at back catalogs you know what would be an interesting segue if they replaced demon slayer with something that just came to my mind right now mm-hmm. psychopath psychopath could work i really what would do you like... mean could it's suspenseful <laughs> well yeah and it it would be a good it would be a good... Also, the fact that Psychopaths is still kind of cartoony looking kind of makes it blend between uh, My Hero and Paranoia Agent. So that, that works. But I was thinking the most recent Boogie Pop anime would be really good to put in there. It's not... Like, it's all finished, right? Oh, yeah. That, okay. that show okay. aired... Um, early last year so the dub is completely done okay so that doesn't mean they necessarily can get it or anytime soon but it would i would love to see it (laughs) Mm. well that's a thought i like my idea more because i came up with it ah well i'm sure paul would love it too it's just crazy. I remember reading, I forget what I was reading, but something was like, dirt when before, or when the show was first mentioned, Psychopaths was the most popular anime. I was like, you shut your mouth. There was no way. Really? Was it that popular? Because I missed pretty popular. the season one original hype. I was, I think I was still in college and not really into anime at the time. I don't think it's all that popular anymore. Right. But in that regard, Toonami could certainly introduce it to people. So, hey, Maybe the opportunity arises. Maybe this is Psychopaths' year. But you know what I really hope it's this year? Blood Blockade Battlefront. Let's bring that baby on. I mean, that could even fill in for My Hero Academia when it goes on break. Because it's got the superheroes. It's got the comedy, the action, the drama. It's the whole package. It's a Sketch. beautiful show. Sketch, do you hear that? I think there's somewhere where Alien is, like, squeeing. I think so. I think so. I think I hear it. And in these trying times of all times, don't we need a little more comedy in our lives? Bring us Konosuba! Brother DeMarco, bring us Konosuba! Let the sketch send you the gospel of Konosuba. That's right. Need the gospel need of Konosuba. Dude, you want to know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this to everyone here on who listens to this podcast. You know what I'm doing with Konosuba? I'm doing something very dangerous about it. I'm introducing that show to my family. Well, certain episodes of that should be interesting. (laughs) Very. I have season one coming soon. We're going to have a family movie night watching Konosuba together. Me too. I I saw my uh, Right Stuff order was picked to be sent out, and I was like, oh, good, because I was worried, because Discotech, there was a little bit of concern that their more recent releases were going to get delayed because of uh, who they do discs with. So, mm, Akona Supa's coming. Hey, and don't forget, 
if you want to buy something from Bright Stuff, there's a link that you can use that will send a portion of what you paid to us. I they had that Gundam sale recently where if you buy this particular book, any of the Gundam series Blu-rays, DVDs were all half price. Well, not necessarily any because at some point they wised up and didn't let you do that with the g gundam premium set <laughs> can't really blame them <laughs> but yeah i i splurged <laughs> i got all of g gundam all of gundam wing it was oh, like 200 dollars. <laughs> you got gundam wing oh god you poor poor man i've been re-watching gundam wing and they're like you know what I still like this show enough. (laughs) And you too can watch Gundam Wing with me and hashtag along with the Gundam Wing group watch. Hashtag Gundam Wing group watch. Hashtag ad. (laughs) That's right. And you should be listening to the accompanying podcast because honestly, it's way more fun to talk about that show (laughs) than it even is to watch it. (laughs) Very much so, yes. I will ten times agree with that. But yeah, I kind of want to... I think I'm going to have Konosuba like play for the entire family, and then I'm going to have to uh, say how the reaction was, because without knowing much about family. the show at okay, all... The entire family, okay, what's the... You don't have any really young relatives, do you? No. Okay, so we're, we're, we're all young adults to older adults. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I... I think that's probably going to be okay. I imagine your parents will have questions. <laughs> I know at least one of them will. <laughs> uh, well, like when Jay I, showed I, Food Wars to the family. Okay, it's time for bed. Well, well, we'll put it this way. My mother saw a plush of Megumine and wanted to know what show that was in. I was like, oh, no. What a, what a can of worms she has opened. Yep. Oh, that's not even the worst one. The worst one was Rem. Ooh, get ready to yeah. have your uh, soul stomped on. <laughs> well, it was very funny when all of a sudden she's like, what show is that? I was like, Ray Zero. Oh, are we going to watch that? I was like, you are not watching that. You are not allowed to watch that. <laughs> You're not allowed to watch Ray Zero. No. But put ReZero on Toonami, please. Yes, but it's not no. too late. It's never too late. Well, there, there's something that could replace Demon Slayer, eh? 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 That would, yeah. Oh man, that between My Hero and Paranoia Agent, yeah, that would work. That would work. Good night. Now we're just, now we're just rambling on. So, by all means, sketch. Right. Rain us in. Rain us in. Can I can I even do that? I'm trying to remember if there were any other important details. Well, I guess I haven't listed the... Uh, <laughs> I keep kind of mentioning the schedule, but not really. So here's the schedule for uh, the upcoming Toonami block. You have My Hero Academia continuing now at midnight. You have a couple more episodes of Demon Slayer. We'll be playing at 12.30. You have Paranoia Agent coming in at 1, replacing Food Wars, which, by the way, they do intend to get the rest of Food Wars. It's just a different deal, and it's complicated, yada yada. But they... Yeah, I was going to say, like... They like Food Wars. Like, food Wars has done well. Like, they're they're going to try and get more. Yeah, but isn't, like, the rights with, like, Crunchyroll with that one? At least... <laughs> Right. I think it like, might even be more complicated than that, but at the very well, least, you know, yeah, Crunchyroll like, has the streaming rights to seasons three, four, and five. Right, and like how Sentai had the first two, and obviously Sentai is like, yes, please, get this, and now I feel like they have to go through not only Sentai, but Crunchyroll, and then there's like, I think, a few other parties involved with that, too. Yes. Potentially. I'm not even sure at this point. Because season three has now finally been dubbed by Sentai. It took a while for that to happen. Probably rights complications. So now it looks like Crunchyroll will let them dub more? Probably? <laughs> I, can't oh, see, I, I can't see why they wouldn't. But 
it's complicated. So even though all of season three is dubbed, and I believe you can buy it, it's uh, also yes, going to be added to High Dive bit by bit. Uh, High Dive is a great series, by the way. Very affordable. Lots of anime. Hashtag not ad. <laughs> What's wrong with the little promotion? <laughs> well, right, no, but I'm saying we, we're not sponsored to say that. Yeah. We, legitimately <laughs> we are also not service. sponsored by Rage. <laughs> I can't even say it. I bet Rage CJ wishes we were sponsored like by Girls Frontline. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Girls Frontline, please sponsor I, us. <laughs> please, all you have to do is give me skins. I, I, I will sing your praises to everyone. You, you just give me the skins. It's all I need. So we got I a little sidetracker there. I, I so it was a bit surprising that Food Wars, of all the shows, was going to pop out for Paranoia Agent because it it wasn't my first guess. <laughs> Though I no. did think it was possible that they maybe didn't have season three yet. And sure enough, that is the case. I thought they might have had season three, though. I, I thought season three it just because we saw... It was 50-50. Yeah. About, yeah, 50-50. <laughs> so, they'll work on that. I'm sure that they'll get it eventually. Toonami tends to do. So, again, as I reiterate, show. this Saturday's lineup, My Hero Academia, new episodes at midnight... Demon Slayer continues at 12.30. Paranoia Agent starts at 1 a.m. Black Clover still at 1.30. JoJo's continues at 2. And Shippuden continues at 2.30. And if you didn't know, you can stick around for Gendy Tartakovsky Hour, the uh, wonderful Primal, followed by Samurai Jack, raring uh, right after Toonami. Also, all the shows after Toonami are bangers. <laughs> They got a good post tsunami lineup right now. They got the boondocks in there. Good stuff. The best stuff. Good stuff. But they're also, for like the first time in, I want to say, a couple years now, they're back to season five episodes of Samurai Jack. They kind of avoided rerunning that for a while. That is weird. Yeah, I don't get it. I feel like maybe it's because they usually put it at early in the morning or the first thing on Adult Swim, so they kind of avoided the heavier, violent-y episodes of Season 5. Oh, yeah. But then again, uh, there could have been any number of reasons. <laughs> maybe they yeah. even forgot that they weren't doing it. I don't know. <laughs> it's complicated <laughs> to run a TV network. And the fact that it's running in the middle of a pandemic is kind of amazing. <laughs> Wait, let's start our own sketch. We'll make our own TV network. We'll call it the Simul Bros. <laughs> That's right. We'll start our own network with blackjack and hookers. Wait a minute. Forget that the network. <laughs> Never miss a chance to quote Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> Man... I miss having Futurama before the action part of Adult Swim. <laughs> having Futurama before Toonami would be glorious. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. But Sci-Fi Channel uses it as their sort of Adult Swim substitute, mixing in like really short shows that are available online on places like VRV. It's interesting. It's, uh, yeah, they got like a little, they got a little stoner block. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, this probably won't be out before then, but Adult Swim's going way out for their 420 lineup with uh, quite a variety of programming. You should definitely tune in. I will now, good just because you said good, something. Good stuff. Like, you gotta love those moments when Adult Swim's like, oh, hey, we got these other shows that we can air. <laughs> nah. Something different from the norm. Like that nice. wonderful April Fool's stunt they did this year, where they showed off a couple of pilots, and they showed off some uh, new episodes of a bunch of returning shows, including a new episode of Primal that was about a, uh, a plague... <laughs> 
That's that a little on the nose. <laughs> that is eerie. Gendy knew. And, oh man, there's some nightmare fuel in that episode. <laughs> Just gross. It, er- yeah, it earned its TVMA rating. <laughs> but yeah, there was a great episode of Shivering Truth where somebody smoked knowledge. <laughs> and underground god fights. Instant dog fights. Yeah, it's, that's a really clever show. A lot of the shows on Adult Swim are just mm-hmm. crazy clever. And hey, new Rick and Morty soon. Real soon. Uh, coming in May. Good times. Good times. So is there any more news? Because I don't think there is. I'm trying to make sure I remembered. Well, not exactly. I feel it should be mentioned that even though they are airing that first episode of My Hero Academia that was recorded in people's homes, that doesn't uh, necessarily mean that they can air more than that. (laughs) Because as of this recording on Sunday, the 19th of April, there is not yet another episode out, and it's been a week since the previous one. So if they keep doing that at like a a two-episode-a-week thing, that... They're going to catch up real fast. Oh, no. So things might get a little rocky in May. We will certainly keep you updated, probably through the website and the Twitter, sooner than the podcast. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's everyone's fault. But we have a whole lot of content that we've recorded. We've recorded so many interviews lately. Yeah, but you know, like, I'm glad that we've been able to, to be able to give at least, you know, our readers and listeners stuff. Like, I will say this, too. I've been so pleased with how much articles we've been able to churn out during this pandemic. We've been on time every single week, and it's been close to four months total. Like, that's awesome. And, like, we're trying to give you guys a ton of interviews. We're trying to give you guys a ton of podcasts, just a ton of fun stuff, maybe even more stuff that we don't even know yet that we're going to be doing. So... It's been it's been really nice knowing that uh, we we can find something, you know. It, it may not be much, you know. It's it's no My Hero Academia new episodes. It's not you know um, a new season of JoJo, but um, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to at least give you guys a little bit of something. Yeah, I think it's it's great that we're able to turn out. I mean, there's. <laughs> A wonderful opportunity to get a hold of people who are normally very, very busy. <laughs> that is also true. You know who I want to get a hold of? Darrell. Uh, man, it's it's unfortunate because I recently recorded with Darrell, but there was a huge internet hiccup because of outages in the area, so I couldn't use it. Bay misses you all. He's uh, he's doing all right though. He's uh, he's had some cases that were close to home, not not family members, but uh, friends. So, you know, he he mm-hmm. would appreciate your your thoughts and prayers. Definitely. Yeah. So. so hopefully, you guys are uh, on the lookout for all the stuff that we post out whether it be articles or interviews and stuff like that. And if there's anything else that you'd like us to do for future content and whatnot, do not hesitate to tweet at us or to comment, like, subscribe, like do all that kind of stuff to give us an idea of what you guys would like. You know, we have a man- we have a manga godfather in B-Lord, so for God's yeah. sake, we can do something with that. <laughs> yeah, and what's he going to do once the Demon Slayer anime wraps up? He'll have so much time on his hands. <laughs> he'll, he'll probably cry for at least a week. Just for a week. And then he'll get back to doing stuff. Oh, and I would like to plug this. If you guys haven't checked out yet, you can check on Twitter. We posted the results of the Toonami Faithful Awards. Oh! You know, Alien did a great job getting that video edited out there to give us a ton of the winners. Uh, definitely take a look at what the uh, viewers chose and what the uh, editors chose for their Toonami Awards. I, I actually think it was a pretty well done thing that we did. I gotta give it credit. I didn't think it would work out, but much like uh, 
the Toonami Madness I did all the way back. This was a really cool idea that I'm glad we did. I thought it was really good. Yeah, uh, when they started, it was like, we should do some Toonami Awards. I'm like, I don't know about this, guys. <laughs> I know, I know. I was the same. But way, hey, they but, stuck you know. with it. You know, they, they paced it out so it wasn't too overwhelming for people, and the results are better than I could have hoped for. Exactly. Although, we're going to have to talk about best female character. The reader's one I'm absolutely okay with. They want to pick uh, Historia. She deserves it. But my girl Noelle was robbed. She was robbed by Ami and Lupin. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it right now. Noelle was robbed. Well. You know, me and Black Clover, we don't talk much. <laughs> ah. So, so I, I have, like, uh, crap instead of good shows. I, ah, have no, I, I have no comment. Mm-hmm. Other than what I've seen of Black Clover, Noelle is a good girl. <laughs> she is one of my daughters. You do not backsass her. She's going to marry Asta, and they're going to live happily ever after together. Just like reality. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I keep forgetting about that. Yes, just like reality. <laughs> it's so adorable. It is. It is. But, yeah, definitely check out the Toonami Faithful Award winners, things like that. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it next year. I think we will, depend- considering how well the turnout is. But, you know, who knows? So definitely give it a look. Give us your opinion. Tell us how much everyone's wrong and you're right. I don't mind that because that's what award shows are for, clearly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Don't you know that award shows are entirely for being critiqued? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that's there their, is no that's their sole purpose. Yep. Mm. So uh, I guess that's pretty much done, or we're pretty much done with this news block. However, don't turn the podcast off. Don't you do it. I know you're about to, but don't you do it. We actually have a little something extra for you guys at the back end of this little news segment. Daniel was able to head out to the My Hero Academia movie premiere that happened a little before everything went to shit. So there he was able to talk with Kristen McGuire, who's been on a ton of Toonami shows, and she was there to talk with Daniel about My Hero Academia, among a few other things. So definitely give that a listen. And we want to thank you for listening each and every week that we put out the podcast. And thanks for sticking with us. And with that, we will slide it on over to that interview with Kristen McGuire. What's up, Tsunami Faithful? We're at the My Hero Academia premiere. And Great film. Check it out. On the 26th. 26th. And today I'm hanging out with... Uh, Hi, I'm Kristen McGuire. Uh, I play Nakagame in My Hero Academia. Uh, this season I play uh, Tamashido, which is a shark boy. I play Dree in Dr. Stone. And, uh, yeah, in Fire as well as many others. <laughs> yeah, we've been seeing you live tweeting with us uh, every Saturday or yeah, whatever you can. So, so, uh, tell us your bit of an experience of being a Toonami faithful. Is that, like, how, um, how, how far has he gone back? Well, I, I watched Toonami uh, when I was a teenager. I'm a long-time anime fan. Uh, I used to watch, uh, of course, Dragon Ball Z when I was on Toonami. I watched Wolf's Rain. I loved that. Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, all the, all the classics. Uh, the gateway animes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've, I've been a long-time watcher of Toonami over the years, and now I get to be on it, which is really cool. How's it feel to have some, some great characters? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little surreal, um, because, you know, you don't... Imagined myself being in anime, much less being uh, on Toonami. But it's been a really wild ride, and we've got to do a lot of really cool things, especially with like Yen and Ruri. Um, Ruri's had a really cool arc in Doctor Stone, um, and so it's been a lot of fun. And like live tweeting with the fans every every Saturday has been so much fun. Like it, it always feels like a party, you know, even if we're just on our couches. Um, it's just been it's been really great. <laughs> We're honored to have. We're grateful to have. Oh, thank you guys for always retweeting me. <laughs> <laughs> no 
what's up? Uh, we're here today because uh, we got to see a My Hero Academia movie. Heroes yes. Rising. What were your What were your impressions? What What were you feeling? Oh my gosh! Well, I don't want to spoil anything, um, of course. But it was I mean it was amazing. Uh, the performances were just top notch. Uh, there were several times I was kind of like moved to tears, and I was like, I don't want to cry. I don't want to ruin my makeup. Um, but it was a really good movie. You could tell that everybody involved like really put their all into it uh, to make this a special movie, and and just they gave it their A game. And seeing it in theaters will blow your mind, so you should do that <laughs> if you can. Yeah. yeah, I was personally getting a little emotional once we got to the climax. <laughs> yeah, the big, the big twist. Yeah. Don't like, spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's definitely some twists and turns. Um, of course, everyone's everyone's really good. All their moves are really awesome. Um, it's just a lot of cheering and shouting, everything mm-hmm. like that. So you can tell everyone was excited. So the Mario Hero Academia franchise has just been tremendously huge in recent years. Mm-hmm. It's once it came out, like, what was you, what were you feeling as you joined this uh, this incredible cast? Uh, I was really excited, uh, mostly because my kids are big My Hero Academia fans, and uh, they've been watching it for a while. Um, and uh, once I was in it, I was like, hey, I was like, guess who's in My Hero Academia? It's your mom. And I'm like, cool, yes. And my 12-year-old was like, yeah, I guess. Um, my 10 year old was like mommy you were always cool so so i felt like it took a while to get in there but once i did i i finally earned some cool points with my kids um we just finished watching it uh we watched it from the beginning all the way to the current episode so that i could talk about it and know what i was talking about and talk with my kids and be really cool uh, so it was it's really awesome to be a part of it in season three and in season four um so it's it's such a great show and i just think it has so many great messages yeah so many powerful moments so it's so great to be involved on any type of level uh, of course uh, you one of your big roles in uh, Toonami has been uh, Dr. Chung voicing Rory uh-huh. uh, she started out as a bit of a sick girl like she's chronically ill she's chronically ill <laughs> I think it was anti, like uh, some kind of a, some kind of, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> it she has pneumonia. Pneumonia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of a death sentence in the stone. <laughs> yeah, when you but, don't have antibiotics. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, thank uh, you and and uh, Kaku and the gang, Chrome, the gang, man, to get them. <laughs> man, it's safer, really. Yeah, they made a sulfa drug. Yeah. Which I'm allergic to in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We're gonna, we're gonna have if you just, this happens for real. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't actually have sulfur in your life. So it's very ironic. How like to save your life? <laughs> How was it like to voice? Um, it's, it's been really great. Uh, Rory is definitely a challenge, especially when you're playing anybody that's chronically ill, uh, because you have to you have to bring that severity of the disease with you. And, you know, she's always sort of on her last leg. She's, like, literally hanging on to, like, the last threads of her life. And so we have to sort of show that in her acting. But she's also very selfless. And even though she's the one that's, that's you know, dying, um, she's always worried about Kohaku and everybody else in the village. And she wants to do her job. And uh, it's really powerful to me the first time she meets Senku because she wants to ask him something, but she can't finish the question because she has this coughing fit and has to be carried away. And you can really hear the disappointment in her voice as she's being carried away. She's like, I'm fine, because she had this really important job to do and she couldn't do it. And so I feel like uh, Rui had a lot of challenges to her. And there were a lot of small moments that were really big and we had to try to, to voice those. In, in a way that would be significant and show those big points. I think you did a good job. Well, thank you. It's always great to have a good director that knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I've got Clifford here in the background. He's in the background. You yeah. can't see him. He's a little tired. He's tired. He's got a whole night. Great job, Cliff. Your third role, you in Fire Force. Yeah, I'm a boy. You got to... Basically, uh, you have this uh, cute friendship between uh, you, uh, Lisa, and, uh, and Vulcan. Vulcan. It's our family. Yeah, but <laughs> unfortunately, Lisa became a double agent. Aww, well, <laughs> every family has their drama. <laughs> How was it like to voice it up? Uh, I mean, he's a lot of fun. Boys are very difficult to voice anyway because they're all down and, you know, our throats as women. Um, 
and so of course you boys are, are different than girls and so we have to play them differently uh, but he has a lot of fun um, and he's a very passionate young man uh, I will be interested to see what he does in the second season and if he gets to continue working with Vulcan and you know invent new things and I'd like to see that uh, hopefully he comes back <laughs> I, I do wonder what's under the band-aid though we don't know. He's got that huge bandaid on his head. <laughs> yeah. If I'll remember fully coolly, then <laughs> there could be I a lot know. of things. It's going to be something crazy. Yeah. Going back to Dr. Stone for a little bit. Uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, this Saturday, as of, as of this recording, we'll, we'll be seeing the season finale. But, yes. Well, this, uh, this uh, video will be out probably long, a little long after. But, okay. So, how does, uh, what, do you, what would you, uh, what, do you, what do you think you'd expect going to season two? Into season two? What, what would you like to see? Um, well, of course, there's the, the Stone Wars. They're coming up. Um, I would like to see Chrome confess his love to Rory. Yeah, same here. Um, I think we all would. Uh, so maybe that'll happen. Uh, but yeah, I'm just interested to see uh, what kind of advances you know Sinclair will continue to create. Um, how he's earned the village's like respect, and you'll see a lot more of that in the last episode. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but there's these moments where everyone sort of kind of finally gets on board. It's like Sinku's last winning moment with everyone. Um, and I think we'll see as we go into season two, you know, maybe a little more exploration. Yeah. Um, if you follow the manga, maybe you know. <laughs> um, but really, I just want Krum and Rui to get together. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, you know, it's pretty insane how Sinku managed to get this whole village into its side. Like, yeah. Well, when you create heat for everybody, that helps a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> Ever since Space Dandy entered on Toonami back in 2014, uh, Funimation has been doing all these simultaneous lately. With, uh, with a very tight window of release. But I'm sure uh, Clifford, your ADR director, and Dr. Stone has been very busy, so to speak. Yeah, we're all busy. Writers, yeah. actors, directors. It's a very tight deadline. Can you give us an idea about how how close this, this time crunch is compared to a film or anime? You'd probably dub like a year or two after. I have, I have no idea. I've never worked in film, uh, so I don't know how long something like film would take. Uh, but I can tell you what I do, and uh, which is adapt scripts. And I adapt two scripts a week. It takes about two days to two and a half days per script. Uh, and that's to write 24 minutes of, of episode. Um, each minute of dialogue takes about uh, an hour to write. Unless you get a sweet montage, and then you don't have to write. Um, but it can be it can be stressful for sure. Uh, but you know, if there's source material or anything like that, I know that myself and a lot of the other writers will try to read that source material, so we have that available as we're writing. You know, when we're writing Astra, Lost in Space. The source material was so crucial to writing that show. Uh, if you've seen it, you know why. Um, so there's a lot of research involved, a lot of attention to detail and things like that. But uh, I love anime so much. I'm such a huge nerd. So to me, it's a lot of fun. And I love being involved in it in such like a, a big level. And getting to work on anime every day is like a dream come true. So even though the deadlines can be a little stressful sometimes, um, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> so maybe direct. I would love to direct full time. Yeah, thank you for your service. As <laughs> always. So your voice done. Nakagami. Nakagami during the uh-huh. during the license exam. Yes. So how was it uh, like to basically uh, voice the character that's had to basically brought, had to do a lot of grinding to just to get that get that license. <laughs> um. I mean, it's cool. I would like to see where they go. I don't, you know, I don't know yet if they're going to come back. I hope they will, because they seem like really cool characters. Nakagami's a really fun character. Um, she's kind of a fangirl, which is fitting for me, um, because I'm also kind of a fangirl. But she's got a lot of energy to her, and she's got, like, a really cool attitude. Like, she's really friendly, and she seems like a good team player. So I think she's going to make a really great pro hero one day. Maybe a rescue hero. Um, but I would be interested to see more about them and their school and see them in action. So I hope that they'll come back. Hopefully. You still got to see uh, Flotches and 
in Todoroki's Redemption arc, yeah. which I think is happening on the simulcast. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Well, anything else you'd like to say to me tonight? Um, well, thank you guys for putting up with my dumb tweets <laughs> every week. Um, and I'm sure people get annoyed at all the tweets that come out in this I don't worry. You do But just thanks for watching and thanks for being so supportive. Um, Dr. Stone has been a really special show to me and I think to a lot of the cast and I'm sad it's coming to an end but uh, I'm really I'm really glad we got to be on Toonami and uh, hopefully we'll see everyone for season 2 and season 2 of Fire Force well chosen as well as more academia here academia so all I can say is thank you very much yeah thank you yeah and I'll see you guys on the Toonami tour